You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Hello, animated androids and antelopes anxiously anticipating animal anecdotes and anatomy antics. This is Good Job Brain, your weekly quiz show and offbeat trivia podcast. Today's show is episode 178, and of course, I'm your humble host, Karen, and we are your snippy pinnipids causing a conniption with snippets of catnip and parsnip. I'm Colin. I'm Dana. And I'm Chris. That was a good one. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys know one. what that's pinnipeds it. are? What they're it? seals. <gasps> yeah. Oh, that's they're a good like word. The, the technical name for seals. Huh. All right, without further ado, let's jump into our first general trivia segment, Pop Quiz Hot Shot. And here I have a random Trivial Pursuit card. You guys have your barnyard buzzers, and let's answer some questions. Here we go. This is from Trivial Pursuit Pop Culture 2. Okay. Mm -hmm. These are good for us. Yeah. Blue Wedge for TV. What two words can producer J.J. Abrams' kids be heard saying after every episode of Alias and Lost? Colin. I believe that's Bad Robot. Yes. yes. Bad yeah, Robot. Bad Robot Productions. Yeah. They show the little card. And then you, see yeah. the, you see the little robot. All right. Pink Wedge for Fad. What Kellogg's protein drink, despite its name, is thankfully devoid of toxic potassium oxide? Uh, oh, oh, oh. oh, is it um, KO2 or or special KO2 or something like that? I'm going to give it to you. Yes. What? Special K2O. Special K2O, of <laughs> I've course. never heard of this. So what special is- K plus uh-huh. H2O equals the thing. But of course, K2O is potassium oxide. <laughs> Which and is... And if you drank... Supposedly the whole toxic. Thing of it. Yeah, huh. yeah, yeah. Okay. I wonder if they knew and then K2O. didn't care, or they they released it and they were like, "Oh, true." They're like, yeah. <laughs> the only people who won't buy this are like chemistry teachers. Right. Right. Or maybe yeah. or they might because they might be like, "Oh my god, this is the best deal on potassium oxide I've ever seen." If I were a high school teacher, I'd bring I, it yeah. and be like, "Look, they're trying to kill you." Like, yeah. K2O. Yeah. Have you have you had no. this, Chris? Like, no. You seen the, yeah? No. Oh, okay. I, no. I came. No. I came up with that. Oh, that's fantastic! Wow. Good. Because of chemistry. Right. Potassium. Oxide yeah. K. Yeah. Good sleuth thing. Yeah. yeah. Didn't know that. All right. <laughs> Yellow Wedge for Buzz. Buzz. Buzzworthy? Just Buzz. Okay. I, <laughs> okay. I, I assume Buzzworthy. What real life royal did Marvel Comics plan to raise from the dead for an X Men spin off until they got cold feet? <laughs> wow. Uh, oh. Colin. I'm going to oh. guess Princess Die. Yes. Was yeah. it? Okay. Oh my wow. Yeah. That sounds like Wait. in horribly poor taste. They That's gonna... not even cold feet. That's like until someone realized <laughs> yeah. uh, and what are you mercifully doing? save them from a disaster. I yeah. wonder if she's going to be a zombie. I wonder like, what <laughs> they were going to do. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. They do a lot of time travel in the X-Men. Maybe they... That's I don't know. But that's raised from, raised the, dead. from the dead. <laughs> yeah. vampire. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. I think they made the wise choice yeah. there. Uh, Purple Wedge for music. Who's it? Quote. Hard out here for, uh. according to Three Six Mafia's crunk hit, <laughs> Chris. A pimp. Yes, yeah. a pimp. Yeah, a pimp. Yep. Hard a- out a- here pimp. for a Oscar pimp. winning. Oscar winning. Song. Yeah. Yes, yep. that's true. Oh, right. I'd say it's probably harder for his employees. <laughs> that's my. <laughs> that's my thought. <laughs> oh, yeah. Counterpoint. Yeah. <laughs> that was from uh, Hustle and Flow, yes? Yes. Is that right? Was it? Howard. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Green Wedge for movie. Mm-hmm. What film recreates Anthony Swifford's real-life tedium as a marine sniper in a cruise missile war? Hmm. Interesting. I mean, yeah, it's it's Sounds the like card can't I'd be watch. current enough to be American Sniper. No, and that guy's a di- no, no, that guy that's is a name. different. Yeah, yeah. That's his name. Chris, yeah. Chris something right here. Yeah. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, marine. marine being the big clue. Is this a, is this a movie that we when you say it we're all gonna be like, oh yes. yeah, oh, oh really? Uh. Oh, um, uh, no, 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 couldn't be, couldn't be. Call, uh, Chris Jarhead. It is Jarhead. Oh yeah, okay. good call. Jarhead, yeah. the nickname Marines. for a Marine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Hulin Hile. 
I think it's... Oh. That's, that's, oh. I think that's how you're supposed to pronounce his name. Jake Hulenkile. Last question, uh, Orange, for sports and games. What city renamed its minor league baseball team the Isotopes <laughs> in honor of a Simpsons episode where the local ball club nearly relocated there? Uh, everybody. Springfield... Ohio? Uh, no, it's Albuquerque. Oh, it's Albuquerque? Yes. What? After after the famous episode oh, where, where they... they threatened to move, right? Oh, interesting. It is Albuquerque. Oh, interesting. Oh, well. Albuquerque Isotopes. Huh. So so the team still is called the Isotopes? Uh, yeah. Whoa. I thought it was just like a stunt, but now oh. I'm rereading the question. It seems like it's like... Minor league baseball teams are it's are known for big kind of wacky publicity stunts oh, really? like this. Oh, yeah. It's like a staple of minor league teams. Maybe someday I'll do a segment on like best minor I, league. I, I oh, okay. no oh yeah. Minor yeah. league baseball, it's like a haven for just marketers. Yeah. Really? Well, because you got to drum up attention and it's, yeah. you know, oh, I yeah. See. Oh, interesting. They do lots of giveaways and stuff. Yep, right? absolutely. Yeah. A lot of giveaways, theme, theme days. They'll do crazy mm-hmm. mascots. Yeah. Oh, good job, brains. So Colin, this week, you you chose this topic. Well, I was I was flipping through the channels uh, a couple weeks ago. I think when I put these topics together, and I meant to spend five minutes watching, and then ended up spending about four hours watching a what? James Bond marathon oh. on oh. TV. So I was like, man, we haven't done like a good just spy espionage mm. kind of episode. Mm. So I thought spies, spycraft would be a good topic. So this week it's spy versus spy. Odds are you won't live to see tomorrow Secret Asian man Secret Asian man They've given you a number And taken away your name Alright, I'll kick us off. So, I think it's fair to say that most of what we know about spies is from movies and TV shows. Is that uh, true? Right. Yeah. That's all I'm legally I, well, allowed I mean, to say. I, I actually am a deep cover operator. Oh, wait. Yeah, I'm so, sorry. Yeah. Uh, maybe I triggered that's just a, like more information. That's a pretty sweet cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's a deep, yeah. deep yeah. cover. Right, yeah. 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 I would agree with that. Yes, yeah, movies yeah. and movies and yeah, general stories. I don't think mm. I've never... I've never met anybody who was a spy. That you know. That, that, know. that you know. Yeah. I met, yeah, not, you've never met a, I met never a, met a, somebody a bad who spy. for oh. the CIA oh, as an okay. analyst. Oh. There's a strange man. He, he talked about it a lot for a spy. I was, I was <laughs> sure, like, whoa, like, <laughs> I don't need to know this. <laughs> but I'd say most of what I think I know about it comes from pop culture. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, so I have a quiz for you guys. So I went to IMDb and I looked up a bunch of spy movies and TV shows and I picked the top two build cast from them. Mm. So I'll give you mm. the actor and the roles that they played. Oh. And then you tell me what it was. Okay. And I think you'll be able to do it, especially the character name helps. This and sometimes it's just like, oh, I know okay. who was in this movie and or this TV is show. This movie and TV show? Yeah, it's mixed. Okay. It's mixed. Oh, okay. Oh, good. Okay. Good. Okay, we'll start okay. with the, the easiest <laughs> I, I bet I know what the okay. easiest Are, are we yeah. buzzing in? Okay. okay. Yeah, you guys buzz in. All right. Oh, so, and I'm starting with the second most build, or the second build person, and then going to the first build, because okay. usually the first build is like, You'll oh know my it. god. Yeah. Right. Sean yeah. Connery. Like, right. Okay, I know who that Got is. Got it. Okay. All right. So, first, <laughs> this one's so easy. It's almost embarrassing. So, this one. Angelina Jolie as Jane Smith, and Brad Pitt as <laughs> John Smith. Oh. I'm so glad you started with this one. <laughs> oh, Karen. <laughs> Signori, Senorita Smith. Mr. That's and Mrs. a Spanish Smith. title. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> Just, just get us, get our juices flowing here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I only yeah. watched that movie in Spanish because I was on a plane. Oh, really? I saw that movie on a plane as yeah, well. Yeah. And then the yeah. only version they had was like the dubbed Spanish version, so I had to watch that. You know what, Karen? You didn't miss a whole lot. I, yeah. I mean, it's an action yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, kind of. It's an action movie and a lot of on. sexy glances. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. Sexy that, there's a lot of tension. That was yeah. really it, tra- it translates. Yeah. It translates yeah. visually. Yeah. Barbara Felden is Agent 99. And Dodd Adams as Maxwell Smart. Mm, Colin? That's uh, Get Smart, Get of course, smart, the, TV the TV show. Yes. Jamie Lee Curtis as Helen Trasker and Arnold Schwarzenegger mm. as Harry Trasker. Uh, Karen? True Lies! Yes. The best movie! Keanu Reeves as Johnny Utah <laughs> and Patrick Swayze as Bodie. <laughs> 
Colin. The Point Break. Ah. Point of break. course. Ah. Yeah. Ah. The original. Utah. The original Point Break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Man, not that the, movie is. I love that the, name. Johnny Utah. Johnny Utah. <laughs> Christopher Gorham as Augie Anderson and Piper Perabo as Annie Walker. Oh. oh, this is the show. You know. Uh, oh, really? Or USA. One of the. Oh, oh. Karen. Covert Affairs. Covert Affairs. Yes. Wow. I was like, it's some super generic name. Yeah. Amazing, yes, Karen. It is. Good job, Brain. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Mark DeRay as Rico and Anne Perilod as Nikita. Oh. <laughs> Chris. Mm. La Femme Nikita. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Richard Anderson as Oscar Goldman, and Lee Majors as Colonel Steve Austin. Oh. Chris. The Six Million Dollar Man. Yes. Yeah. Did you say Richard Dean Anderson? No. no. Richard oh. Anderson. Oh. Richard so that's, Anderson. Why, yeah. that's why that Richard be, Dean Anderson is Richard Dean, Dean Anderson. Oh, right, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Da, na, 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 How about this? Richard Anderson as Oscar Goldman, and Lindsay Wagner as Jamie Summers. That's uh, the, bionic, the, uh, Ooh. the bionic woman. Yes. Bionic. The bionic. bionic. The Beyonce <laughs> woman. Yes. <laughs> That's just a free idea for you, Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, that bionic is, yes. Beyonce. The, yeah. the spinoff, of course. Uh, and I believe they married in the show as well. Oh, did they? I think they did. Yeah. So I are, loved those as a kid. So are they both bionic or only yes. she's bionic? They're both, no. they're both, both cyborgs okay, to some yeah. extent. Yeah. One is yeah. worth $6 million. The other is worth only uh, 78% of it. <laughs> yeah, $6 million. Yeah, I never yeah. thought about it. Yeah. I, like, I love the implication that they're like, uh, you know what? We can't tell her how much her operation costs. Like, let's call her something yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like the $5.2 million. How about Army Hammer as Ilya? And Henry Cavill as Solo. Oh, I know those actors, but right, yes. they... right, right. Oh, and it was it was like a period piece, right? Am I thinking of the yes, right one? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, period. It was called. Piece, yes. Is is this like like G Men or no. something? Oh, okay. I'm thinking of the I wrong movie. I believe there was a TV show also. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Well, wait, it is. Say, so what's the second billing character? Oh, Army. Hammer. Oh, it's Army Hammer. Oh, I, I, I remember this show. It was not on for very was long, it? right? He's on Lone Ranger. He, yeah. He, yeah. He's yeah. Yeah. Lone Ranger. He had but. a big year, I'll say. It's the man from Uncle. Oh. oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. That was way off. Yeah. Okay. Not even close. Bill Cosby as Alexander Scott and Robert Culp as Kelly Robinson. Oh, that is I Spy. I Spy. Uh-huh. Bruce Boxleitner as Lee Stetson and Kate Jackson as Mrs. Amanda King. Oh. Uh- wow. That is uh, Scarecrow and Mrs. King. Yes. Oh. The Mrs. Amanda, or, yeah, Amanda King was, you Mrs. remember that show? The nope. Scarecrow? That, was a, hit, that was a hit show. I only know Bruce Boxleitner from uh, Tron and from Babylon 5. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is one of my favorite movies, embarrassingly, or <laughs> not embarrassingly. It, I just love this movie. <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson as Mitch Hennessy and Gina Davis as Charlie Baltimore. Karen. A long kiss goodnight. Yes. Oh. She was a sleeper agent. She had, she had amnesia. amnesia. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She was a spy. And she kicked so much butt. Yeah. <laughs> good. That was a good soundtrack. Mm-hmm. How about Scott Glenn as Ezra Kramer and Jeremy Renner as Aaron Cross? Oh. Colin. Oh. Oh. That must be the Born. Oh, geez. The Born Legacy? Yes. Oh, okay. Legacy. All right. <laughs> the Born Legacy. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Last one. Last one. Alec Baldwin as Jack Ryan and Sean Connery as Marco Ramius. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, buzz too, buzz too soon. That's okay. What? Hunt for the Red October. Yes. Close. Ah, ah, Close. Yeah, the Hunt I mean, for Red October. Oh, okay. Well, we've already established that we'll give you the 98% yeah. Yeah, answer yeah, at this yeah. point. Karen was nice enough the to give hunt? me. The Hunt for the Red October. Yeah. The Hunt for Red not, October. Not, not hunt, hunt for the Red October. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you meant. Yeah, we yeah. know you know. We know yeah, you know. Special Special K02. <laughs> Close enough for good job, Brandon. That's right. That's right. Good job, you guys. All right. How would you guys like to be spies for uh, the next five minutes? I want to be a spy. Sure. Would you like to be word spies? Oh. <laughs> uh, you tricked me. I don't know. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. What's up? What's up? Fun, fa- so, so- Fun fact. You're a big nerd. What are you going to say? You know how earlier in the show, Chris, you joked about being undercover? Yes. So your cover joked. is... You, <laughs> so I learned that uh, your whole 
actual backstory and the printed documents and all of the, the, the yeah. quote, fake physical things to prove your cover oh, yeah? is yeah. called a legend. Mm. Oh, it's called oh. a legend? So, yeah, your Ooh. cover is your identity, but right. everything that supports, yeah. like, the tangible the and stuff artifacts. They documentation. Yeah. Yeah. It's called legend. legend. That's oh, awesome. I like that word. Yeah. 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 That has nothing to do with my quiz. Um, <laughs> this is here is my here is my quiz. Here is the the uh, the spy game that I have concocted for everybody because I know you love word games. Uh, mm-hmm. or, or excuse me, I know that I love word games, <laughs> and I know that you tolerate word games. Um, you are you are you are going to be spies uh, sneaking under cover of night, infiltrating these sentences <laughs> and and uh, obtaining the valuable item that I have hidden in the words okay. of this sentence and uh, absconding with it. Uh, into the night. I have it, it, inside each of these torturously constructed sentences that I have uh, have created are uh, valuable items. Maybe they are uh, gemstones. Okay. Maybe oh. maybe they are precious minerals uh, right. of a sort okay. um, hidden uh, within the words. Something maybe worth stealing. A couple of words. Exactly. Something worth stealing um, okay. as a uh, as a spy oh, uh, and, and bring it back. Uh, to to your country or whatever it is that spies sure, do sure. steal right valuable <laughs> yes so that I will give you the sentence and then hidden somewhere in there will be some sort of incredibly valuable item that you will want to uh, steal and uh, remove from the sentence okay and you can tell me uh, what it is so for example um, because this was by far the worst one of these that I came up with um, which was the the sentence. And it is a, and it is an incredulous question, uh, which is, why would Bob Sapp hire a bodyguard? Sapphire. Indeed, indeed, the word sapphire is hidden in the sentence, why would Bob Sapp hire a bodyguard? S-A-P-P. Then who would know? Yeah, exactly. So I will give you the sentence, and you very much like finding sapphire in that sentence will find whatever other valuable item I have hidden in there. Here we go. Go ask the guru by the river. Whoop. Dana. Ruby. Ruby. Indeed. Oh. Guru. Mm. Yep. You can teach a new dog old tricks. You can teach a new dog old tricks. You. Oh. Oh. Uh, Colin? Uh, gold. Gold. You can teach a new dog gold tricks. Mm -hmm. This is something you might type into Google. Okay. What are this year's top Aztec baby names? <laughs> to- <laughs> Topaz. Yes, yes, Karen. Yes. Top, to- Aztec, top Aztec, Aztec baby names. Great. Twenty for twenty sixteen. <laughs> you want to get the current list? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You want to get like a jerk with the old yeah. list? Um. <laughs> Some of these are just so dumb. I can't believe I'm going to read them. All right, here we go. Um, I took my crayons and drew a splat in umber. Uh, uh, platinum. Yes. Yeah. Pla- splat in umber. Umber. Yeah. yeah. Splat in num- umber. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You say crayons weird. I do say I say crayons. No. You- Wait, no. cran- Wait, what did I say? You said like cranberry, Crans. like cran. I think I do. Crans. Yeah, that's 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 very um where I come from. We say oh, crans. Okay. Okay. Yep. Yeah, I think yeah. that's regional. Yeah. Crans. Okay. Because I was like, I didn't. It's, what is it's, that it word? is regional. Crans. Okay. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is me talking about a recent recipe that I made. <laughs> I added basil, very finely chopped. I think we all got it at the You're same all time. Saying it, uh, yes. uh, silver. Silver, oh, indeed, yes. <laughs> His name is Philip. Phil to pals. Dana. Uh, Lapis? No. Phil. His name is Philip. Phil to pals. Phil. Oh, Karen. oh, Opal, Opal, oh, oh, man! You're looking nice. at the Philip Phil, but it's really there's yeah. a lot of red. Pals. There's like all the filler red herrings. There's tons yeah. of red herrings. Ooh. It's true. Yep, you got it though. Okay, uh, two more. All right. <clears throat> My favorite name and pharmacy are Alex and Rite Aid, respectively. <laughs> Alex, Alex. And right. Colin is Alexandrite. Alexandrite <laughs> is a birthstone. Yeah. <laughs> you come up with that sentence, I dare you. Alex. Alex and, and Rite Aid, respectively. Rite Aid. 
Yes. <laughs> in yeah. case you don't have a Rite Aid in your area, they intentionally spell it wrong. They R- do R-I-T-E-A-D. Yes. All right. Finally, and this next sentence is absolutely a true story about me. I have a cold and I am on Dayquil. Oh. Dana. Uh, wait, Diamond? No. Yes, Diamond. Diamond. Yeah. I have a cold and, and I, I am, am on Dayquil. On Dayquil. Oh, man. <laughs> that is the that's the that's the best hidden one I think of the ones that I wrote. Oh, you don't write alcoholics and write eight. That one traverses a lot of words. I do yeah. my best. That does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it does. does. It does. It, yeah. It's one, two, three, four, five words. Wow. Yeah. 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 You gotta be a talented word spy to get in that many words. <laughs> I was trying to extend your metaphor. I know you really get, I was. I, I was trying to work. Man, yeah. I, boy, do I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> Carry, <laughs> carrying water for Chris's quiz here. <laughs> well, great job, word spies. You're all top word spies. <laughs> great. Yay! Crack the code. So, of course, you guys know, but I don't know if our listeners know that I, uh, my day job, I, I work for a company called Twitch and we do streaming uh, video games. Uh, and lately we've been doing some cool marathons. Yeah. Uh, so uh, like we did a Bob, Bob Ross, Ross marathon. marathon. Yeah. That was very popular. And uh, <laughs> recently, most recently to celebrate our uh, food streaming arm, we marathoned uh, Julia Child. Yes. From her black and white show to to color awesome yeah it's super awesome julia child probably one of um probably i would say the 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 mother of cooking shows oh like, yeah. For sure. yeah, yeah definitely yeah. i mean there are other people who probably had cooking shows but she really made it a thing for sure she yeah. was a personality uh really a force and and um she was the one who brought French cuisine to yep. like the home cooks and home chefs, and just in the, the, with a very yeah. you can do it attitude. Yes, yeah. yes, not elitist, and you know no. she she's very she was quite the character. So during this marathon, I keep seeing in chat and and elsewhere people keep spewing out this fact. Well, before she was a chef, mm-hmm. uh-huh. she worked as a spy, yeah. right? And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, what did she do? So I so I researched more. So Julia Child joined the OSS, Office of Strategic Services, and began her career as a typist. So she wasn't like a spy, more of like a secretarial role. But because of her education and her experience, she was getting promoted and she was kind of brought into teams with uh, more responsibility and being involved in a lot of research projects. So one of her research projects, uh, she was an assistant uh, to a bunch of scientists who were trying to develop a shark repellent. <laughs> oh, okay. She did a lot of projects, but this was her her more uh, well known was was huh. on this team to develop a shark repellent. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. All I can think of is like Batman then, with his bat yeah. shark yeah, repellent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think about like oh, and then her next project was attaching lasers to sharks. <laughs> yes. like, with their freaking like, heads. I'm yeah. just I'm just imagining day one and somebody sort of like pulls back a curtain. It's just, it's just a bat with a nail through it. Yeah. yeah. It's like. Mark one. Yeah. <laughs> shark repellent. Does this work? Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't really understand shark repellent at all. Like other f- than from the Batman shark repellent <laughs> clip or I mean, I didn't know well, that much about it. I mean, they can smell really good, right? One would think you need shark repellent because you're stranded in the ocean. There's sharks around you. You right. need to like yeah. have shark repellent yeah. so sharks go away. Yes. Sure. That is a use, but the main use is of shark repellent is so that sharks don't mess up your stuff. Oh, okay. So this is in the 1940s when uh, Julia Child was was working the OSS for the shark repellent project. There are weapons targeting German submarines and U-boats. They didn't want – they're trying to find shark repellent so that the sharks won't interfere. (laughs) Not saving people from sharks, but it's more saving sharks from messing up, you know, all the spy stuff. I, I, I read more about shark repellents, and that's true. A lot of the shark repellents is to save sharks, is not to save mm. humans. Um, it, you're trying it. to get the sharks away from a certain area. Dangerous things. Um, yeah, dangerous things. Mm-hmm. And then I, I fell into this research hole about shark repellents, and mm-hmm. there are different types. Ah. <laughs> oh, okay. 
What so, is a sign that says, go away, sure? <laughs> That's Mark two. It doesn't After work the, that yeah, way. Right, right, yeah. right. Yep, yep. So guess what's the number one thing that sharks sharks don't, don't want to like? deal with? Oh, interesting. Uh, what do you think sharks don't want to deal what is, with? What do sharks killer like not want Killer whale. Killer whales. Killer whales? Sharks, sharks don't want to deal with dead sharks. When oh. they sense a dead shark, smell, sense, whatever. They just beat it? They're just like, nope, this is, nope, 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 I gotta get away. Right. Because oh. whatever killed that shark <laughs> it's gonna right. kill me. Right. Better yeah, safe okay. than sorry. So okay. they know the yeah. zombies are coming as well. <laughs> <So>. Yeah. <laughs> the zombie yeah. shark. Oh, this is, yeah, this yeah. is exactly like what they do in Walking Dead. They coat themselves in, in, uh, yeah. in zombie parts. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a secret. Anybody who's involved in, like, fishing or whatever know that sharks don't really like Dead sharks. Okay. Okay. Um, however, finally, after World War II, that's when people really researched more about it. But there are hmm. also different types of shark repellents. Sharks are are really unique because they have uh, how they sense things is through sense of smell, but they also have electroreceptors. Mm. Um, and so a lot of shark repellents are magnetic or electrical oh, that like kind of field. mess with that mess with their 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 electroreceptors that kind of like wards them off. Huh. And then you have the more chemical ones where they have now isolated the different compounds that make that dead uh, shark smell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so that's why a lot of shark conservation societies and groups use chemical shark repellents to to try to save sharks. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. Like, hey man, don't right. go over to this place where they're trying to test out mines or whatever. But yeah, and it doesn't hurt them. Right, because they yeah. smell dead shark. They're like, I'm out of here. You don't right. have to like tase them or you don't have yeah. to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Isn't it interesting? Sharks, yeah. sharks hate dead sharks. And this and Julia Child then worked on it on a recipe early. Tea. Oh yeah, I thought she, I thought she put it in her cocoa van. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had always heard that factoid that she, you know she was a spy, a spy, but I don't think that I don't think yeah, I ever bothered not. to look exactly how she was a She's spy. She's not going undercover. She, like she, the fancy mostly... dinner party seducing the foreign <laughs> yeah, minister. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Julia. Thanks, yeah. Julia. What you do is you add the dead <laughs> sharks right in their face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so as I mentioned at the top of the show, the uh, James Bond film franchise was sort of the inspiration for my suggesting the topic. Uh, and I think you guys will also agree that for whatever reason, just James Bond is just really overrepresented at pub quiz questions. Like, <laughs> yeah. I feel we get a it's, lot of James it's Bond. It's one of our weakest, like, <laughs> not, not weakest, but it's, it's, it's one of those, those things in the camp where we're like, we really should know this. Yeah, yeah, I think so. We always were like, it's which one or how many. So, so I put together a, a high-level quiz for you guys about the James Bond franchise. Uh, mo- mostly the movies, but some about the books as well. Um, I think out of all of us, you probably know James Bond the best. I think I, I would know it the least. All right. I think, yeah, yeah, I don't. Well, we can, we can use this as a study guide then. Okay. This will be great. All right. All right. These, all right. These are things which could quite plausibly show up at your pub quiz. So as you probably know, James Bond, the movies, came from the novels written by Ian Fleming. Uh, there have been far more movies than novels. There have been 26 James Bond movies uh, since Dr. No, uh, including Dr. No. Uh, 24 of these are the Eon Productions, sort of, you know, generally considered the official James Bond films. There were two others that are James Bond, but sort of off to the side. And we will talk about those later. Hmm. Uh, so of those, over the course of those 26 James Bond movies, there have been seven actors portraying James Bond. Oh, man. So I need you guys to name for me all seven. If any of you think you can do this yourselves, man, more power to you. You guys can also break it up amongst you as a team effort if you would like. Sean Connery. Seven actors. Dana Dana (laughs) claimed the easy one. Sean Connery, yes. Roger Moore, Sean Connery. Timothy uh, Dalton. Timothy Dalton. Pierce Brosnan. Brosnan. Daniel Daniel Craig. Craig. Okay, you've got the easy ones. Yeah, 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 okay. So Um, you've got five of the seven, and now we're going to trick what was the, the, yeah. uh, the Casino Royale was like a comedy, the first one. Yeah, like, yeah, you're right. Was it Peter Sellers? Or oh, you're was so, the, was he, yeah, oh. he was, he was in the movie. Oh, he um, was. Mm. You have the movie right. It was uh, David Niven okay. in okay. Casino Royale, which Chris, you are correct, was a, done as a parody. That was one of the, sort of the two non-mainstream James Got Bond it. movies. Okay, okay. Long, long story short, they didn't feel they were legally on solid enough ground to make it as a straight James Bond movie. Huh. Oh, 
okay. God, there is that's an Australian guy. That's it. There's one more. So there's one more. It's and he the was Australian in, guy. He was in one James Bond movie. Officially. He was in On Her Majesty's Secret Service. Uh-huh. George something? Uh-huh. Oh, Karen. It's, oh, in, really? it's in Karen's yeah. punch God, bowl. God, it's in the punch bowl. God, George... No, Lewis. Oh, I think it might be in Dan. Lazenby. Yes. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Good team effort, guys. What is it? George Lazenby? George Lazenby. Yeah. Okay. I've definitely heard that before. So, yeah. Yeah. Sean Connery was in the first five Bond Uh films. Then uh, George Lazenby. And by all accounts, not the best. Uh, So they basically lured Sean Connery back for one more uh, movie Uh um, in the official run. And then it was Roger Moore. Then it was Roger Moore. Roger Moore actually did play. James Bond more than any other actor. He was oh, okay. in he was in seven movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was at the movies the other day, and they had the before movies trivia. And the question was, who was the shortest actor to play James Bond? Oh, do you guys know? No, who out of those seven? Oh, I'll guess uh, Timothy Dalton, no. Daniel Craig, Daniel Craig. Uh, oh, really? Yes. Um, they, can do, they can do a lot with CG though. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, it distracts you with muscles. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, they say that actually David Niven, who uh, played Sir James Bond in the parody Casino Royale movie from 67, he was said to be Ian Fleming's first choice yes, when they were yeah. actually casting uh, before they ended up with Sean Connery. Yeah, back in Doctor Sean no. Connery, at, at then, Ian Fleming thought he wasn't urbane enough. He wasn't, mm-hmm. he was a bit too rough, but then that was kind of the, the sex appeal of Sean Street. Connery at that time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's funny. Yeah. He very much like imagined Bond as, you know, he was dashing, but he was also kind of just plain. You know, he could blend into a crowd if need yeah. be. Ah, yeah. okay. All right. We, we have had this one probably three or four times, and I, I would venture we get it right about half the time and wrong about half the time. All right. In which branch of the armed forces oh. did James Bond, the character, oh. serve before becoming 007? Oh, oh wait. Before becoming the I Chris. The Navy. It was the Navy. Oh, okay. Okay. All right, okay. Yes, specifically, he was a Royal Naval Reserve Commander. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. The American Film Institute, uh, their lists that they put together on their 100th anniversary uh, are just a wellspring of pub quiz material. So the, the AFI's 100 years, 100 quotes, the top 100 movie quotes of all time, as oh. determined by them, uh, there are two quotes on this oh, list okay. oh, wow. from James Bond. Yeah. Uh, for one, imaginary point each. All right. What are the two quotes from oh, James sorry. Bond? Sorry. Dana. Uh, shaken, not stirred. Uh, I will give that to you. Yes. Yeah. The, the fuller quote they have it is a martini, shaken, not stirred. Bond. Bond. James, James Bond. Bond. And correct. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and Bond. Yeah. James Bond. <laughs> uh, those are respectively from Goldfinger and Doctor No. Both spoken by Sean Connery. Huh. Yes. Oh, so Bond, James Bond was in the first James Bond yes. film. Gotcha. Yes. Okay. They get that one out of the gate right away. Right. Some variation of the word kill or die mm. <laughs> appears in the titles of five James oh, Bond geez. films. Oh, okay. So again, you guys feel free to tackle this as a team if you like. Karen okay. seems very confident. Yeah, uh, here we go. Please tell me as many of these five as you can. A view to kill. Correct. Die another day. Correct. Uh, live and let die. Yes. Um, license to kill. Oh yeah, license to yes. kill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, you only. No, oh you no, only that's live twice. that's not. Yeah, that's no die nor. <laughs> Wait, how many? Five. So we've said a live and let die, a view mm-hmm. to a kill, license to kill, and die another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, tomorrow oh, never dies. Yes. There we go. Karen, absolutely incredible. Yes. Tomorrow See, never I know dies. I the 90s Bond, Bond titles, but yeah. Uh, yeah, two of those were Roger Moore, Live and Let Die, and View to a Kill. We got one Timothy Dalton in there, License to Kill, mm-hmm. and then two of them were Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan yeah, yeah, Tomorrow Never Dies, yeah. and Die Another Day. They really fixate on the... <laughs> yeah, of course, that was yeah. the, the Tomorrow Never Dies was uh, an accident because uh, they were going back and forth between Tomorrow Never Dies and Tomorrow Never Lies, and they decided on Tomorrow Never Lies, but then they accidentally typed Tomorrow Never Dies. Really? Oh, it's really? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, last one here. Uh, after writing nine of the James Bond novels, author Ian Fleming switched gears to write this popular children's novel. 
Karen. Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. That is Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. And sadly, I learned this. uh, It was published just a a few months after he died of a heart attack. And the really sad thing was it was like, you know, he had essentially written it. You know, it was suggested that he write a kid's book for his son. It was very bittersweet. Yeah. And so he never lived to see it actually, you know, be published and become a beloved hit. But Mm -hmm. uh, yes. And then, of course, made into a movie famously with Dick Van Dyke as well. So, all right. That was just a little uh, smorgasbord of potential James Bond pub quiz pitfalls. Delicious. You're right. It is a well of trivia. Yeah. It is yeah. a well it of It really trivia. is. There's so yeah. many novels, so many movies, so oh, many and, and actors. So sorry, many. by the way, I, I to fulfill my promise. Right. So Casino oh. Royale was one of the two non oh, yeah. What's Bond the other films. One? Uh, the other one was Never Say Never Again, which was starring Sean Connery, uh-huh. but was not produced in the mainstream Weird. of the huh. Eon Productions. Weird. Right. Yeah. Isn't that Justin Bieber's movie, his name Never was James Say Never? Blob, Never. just to get around the, uh, James Blonde. Uh, yeah. Blob, I said. James oh. Blob. Blob. James, James Blob. Blob. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break. A word from our sponsor. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we're back. You're listening to Good Job Brain. And this week we're talking about spies. I have a story about a real spy or actually not really but a man who was really accused of being a real spy mm. this man was accused by fidel castro oh, of being oh. a spy for the cia and this man's name was antonio Prochias. he was a political cartoonist born and raised in cuba and by the 1940s he was he was basically one of cuba's top political cartoonists writing for uh, el mundo one of the best newspapers in cuba and uh you know writing drawing really these scathing political cartoons about figures of the day and then uh fidel castro came to power in the 1950s and he drew some scathing cartoons about how he didn't like fidel castro and fidel castro was like yeah we don't really like you and um i'm gonna accuse you of being a cia spy and oh he, spy for, uh, for the u.s for the yeah. u.s yeah exactly or whatever you know just a or spy am- yeah, yeah exactly yeah antonio Prohias was like Pretty much noped right out of Cuba at that point and headed to New York. I mean, basically where he was like unknown, right? I mean, he was, he was a very, he had received, he had received the National Association of Newspapers in Cuba, like award for best political cartoon a couple of years in a row. Um, he was very famous in Cuba, but it was like, I'm I'm not getting out of here. Um, went to New York City with his family and, uh, just started knocking on doors trying to sell some of his cartoons now in America. Um, and it was unlikely that he'd be able to, I mean, he spoke no English. Um, so it was kind of difficult for him to do this, but he, uh, he brought his 14 year old daughter with him to the offices in New York City of Mad Magazine, uh, and he handed them some cartoons that he had had drawn, and they were called Spy versus Spy. Ah. And this was a poke back at Fidel Castro for for calling him a spy. <laughs> um, he he said later in life. The sweetest revenge has been to turn Fidel's accusation of me as a spy into a money-making venture. <laughs> um, these cartoons, which featured a couple of little pointy-nosed uh, dudes who were the black spy and the white spy, and they... It's like they had they'd, zoot suit 
hats. Yeah, they did. They had black trench coats and pointy hats and pointy noses. And they would basically invent ways of torturing each other or, uh, you know, basically trying to kill each other. Wordlessly. (laughs) Wordlessly. Wordlessly, indeed. Everything was totally in pantomime, which was great because it made total sense because now he could do his comics even though he didn't actually speak English and have them kind of translated for an American audience. Mad Magazine loved them and uh, started running them. And that was the beginning of a beautiful relationship um, between Prohias and uh, and Mad Magazine. Um, and he, he drew uh, Spy versus Spy until his retirement in 1987. Wow. Um, you know, that number was in every issue. It was in every issue, one of the longest-running features. Um, now, here's something really interesting. It was based on a character that Prohias had invented in Cuba called, this is great, this, this almost sounds like something out of The Simpsons. The, the character was El Hombre Sinestrio, or The Sinister Man. And it looked just like one of the spies. It had the pointy oh, nose really? and the hat. Oh, and the, yep. I didn't know that. But the thing is... um this guy would, he was just, he was just a jerk and just did horrible things to uh, random people. Mm. Um, and so to, to tone it down a little bit for Mad Magazine, he had two spies doing the same things to each other. Some, <laughs> some of yeah. the spy versus spy comics, I mean, he basically just like redrew the El Hombre Sinestrio like plots. Oh, interesting. Um, but it was only known in Cuba at the time. Um, and so basically it was the two spies doing bad things to each other rather than like randos on the street just like gleefully murdering them. Yeah. And toward and toward the later years, right, they brought in sometimes it would be spy versus spy versus spy. Yes, the gray spy. Oh, the, I didn't know that. The lady, the Sexy lady spy. spy. Yeah. Yep. The green M&M spy. She, yeah, who represented uh, sort of this sort of anarchic force that jumped in between the black spy and the white spy and she often won and the both of them would try their tactics of blowing each other up, but then she would kind of come in and uh, uh, upset the apple cart, as huh. it were. But yeah, I mean, you know, everybody remembers this. If you read Mad Magazine, yeah. you know, yeah. during that entire, I mean, just 60s, 70s, 80s, did tons of them. You know, again, he, he signed his name in Morse code on every strip, you know, just oh. as another little dig about how he was a spy. You know? <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, he retired in 87. His health was declining. And, and I mean, at that point it was taken over by other artists and writers. And I mean, it still runs in oh, mad to okay. this day, the feature. Yeah. So, I mean, they never stopped doing spy versus spy. They just kept doing it after, uh, after his retirement and after his eventual passing 10 years later. Like that is, it's so synonymous with mad magazine. Um, yeah. I mean, they made video games out of it. Yeah. They animated Spy versus Spy on Mad TV. It was yeah. the feature of Mad Magazine that, like, you know, kind of moved to other mediums um, yeah. more, more it's, effortlessly. It's been parodied into third, you know, levels of things. Yeah. Yep. Proteus occasionally did other stuff for Mad Magazine, but it was basically just Spy versus Spy. Yeah. He lived his life as a, he was an exile, and I mean, he could not, um, all the Mad Magazine uh, artists would like go on vacations together, like oh, to other he countries. Couldn't he, he couldn't go. go. Mm-hmm. He couldn't go. Because if he, if he left, he uh, wasn't entirely uh, certain that he'd be able to come back to America. Right. Oh. Yeah, it's interesting that he he uh, was able to kind of parlay that terrible experience into a money making. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah. So we've established I love spies, and you guys already know that I love cats. Uh-huh. True. Yes. So I think you see where this is going. Uh, I, so I want to share one of my absolute favorite trivia uh, anecdote stories with you guys. And, and I have to say, as much as I love the story, I need to tell you right up front, it does not have a particularly happy ending. No. Uh, but it is it is my duty as a good job brainer to share these stories with our favorite listeners. Uh, so speaking of the uh, Cold War tensions there, Chris, mm. let's let's stay in the Cold War era. So travel back with me to the 1960s, at the height of the Cold War between the U.S. and the feared communists in the Soviet Union. Um, in an effort to stay one step ahead of the Soviets, of course, uh, agents of the CIA were always busy developing uh, new modes of spycraft, right? You know, from, from the pretty straightforward to the 
frankly, bananas. <laughs> there are a <laughs> um, lot of bananas. Man, it's, I think it's like when you combine virtually unlimited funds with super imaginative, super paranoid people, yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you can do incredible things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you got to cover all the bases. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. You really got to cover all the bases. Yeah. So I want to tell you guys about a, uh, this is a CIA project uh, that uh, unfolded over the course of several years to the tune uh, anywhere from 10 to $20 million invested in this project called Project Acoustic Kitty. And that is, okay. that is the oh, name. Man. Official name. This was a plan to turn cats into spies. Yes. And I don't mean like the, you know, the fedora and trench coat and, you know, handgun variety. I mean more like <laughs> more like a mobile. That's so cute, though. Yeah. Little tiny little kitty trench coat. Uh, no, this is more like they wanted to turn cats into mobile eavesdropping Like kits. drones, okay. basically. Yes, yes. Cats. Like a yeah. ground-based yep. drone. Right? Ground-based so much. Sense. 1960s yeah. era, right? Be crazy not to. Yeah, right. Well, because I mean, like, really, when you think about it, what animal is easier to work with than cats? <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna put ten to twenty million dollars into something, yeah. So, uh, so as I say, so really, what the CIA had in mind is they needed a a. Uh, a way to spy on Russians living in Washington, D.C., right? So this would be, you know, people like working at the embassy, foreign service officials, people who they're around and they reasonably suspect there could be connected with the uh, spying apparatus going on at the time. So uh, they developed a plan, right? You know, this is, let's say, (laughs) early to mid-60s. They wanted to... surgically implant Mm -hmm. listening devices and transmitters into cats, okay, Okay. to use them, as you say, a fairly low-controlled drone. It's exactly what I just said. They would, they developed a plan to surgically implant a radio transmitter, very tiny little radio transmitter. Uh, It would go at the base of the cat's skull. They implanted a microphone in the cat's ear canal. And they would run a transmitting wire basically out the cat's body, <laughs> along the cat's body, up into the tail, which makes sense. Uh-huh, you know, if you're sure. going to use the transmitter, use the tail, use yeah. what you have. Uh, batteries, of course, to power the whole system. <laughs> which were shoved up the cat's butt. <laughs> this is, you know, like the thing is now I'm thinking, I was like, oh, I bet you can do a like actual really micro like tech. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. This is like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's it's like, like a, a little big, backpack a on a <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, the, cat, the cat has to have like that? training wheels to hold it. Yeah, like a rectangular cat. We've <laughs> like, embedded the world's smartest, smallest computer. Yeah. into this ordinary little seeming making like whirs and ticks. <laughs> yeah. it's like two feet tall. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm actually glad that you say that though, Karen, because like it's like yeah, it, it seems like oh today would be no problem. I mean like we microchip my our cats own have pets. microchips, yeah, yeah. literally right, microchips right, right. Yeah, in their your skin. Cats, your literal cats are bionic have cats with microchips. Far more advanced technology. Right. Yeah. You could use them to spy on your enemies. It was it was a challenge, yeah, to come up with a system <laughs> yeah. that was small <laughs> enough it could fit in the cat um, <laughs> and wouldn't you know like irritate the cat enough yeah. that the cat's like pawing <laughs> at right. it or That's scratching true. at yeah. it, yeah. Can leading to the popular expression, yeah, but can it fit in a cat? <laughs> <laughs> That's because this is a cat size walk man. That's why it's that size. They're so flexible and they 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 live right, and right, they, right. They, 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 yeah, aw. again, right. Let's let's sure. choose an animal Just that so, once yeah. a day covers its entire body head to toe, <laughs> right, with its yeah. tongue. Yep. So this is the plan, right? Okay, so we'll get the tech in the cat, and and then we will train these cats right. to basically go to a specified location yeah. and just kind of park themselves and just act as a movable uh, bug. Just act natural. Just yeah. act natural, <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> so so the, the, the plan actually worked. Belie- I, I can't believe I'm saying this. I can't believe I'm saying this, but the plan actually looked like it was working pretty well in the early tests. They could, in fact, train the cats to go a short, specified distance away and then sit down. Okay. And that that's, I mean, if you've lived that's with impressive. cats, that's right. impressive, that's a, right. Yeah, yeah. And not only that, but they had to work with, as I say, getting the system in the cat and stay, you know, not getting irritated, staying focused. They yeah. found that as they yeah, started... Yeah, what if there's like squirrels and stuff? They 
found that as they graduated to more and more uh, real world tests, the cats would get distracted yeah. and be or be hungry. So I, I've been unable to find the exact details on this, but multiple sources report that they performed another operation on the cat, basically to control its hunger, oh. to make it easier to uh, train and stay on task. So they chose uh, for their prime, you know, Agent Zero. <laughs> they chose a, a shaggy hair, kind of a longer haired cat, so they could weave the uh, antenna into the fur. Okay. So, yeah. uh, yes. quick, quick question. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I assume that the benefits of having a cat is that they're quiet, yeah. they're sneaky, yeah. but it's not like the, 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 the machinery is dependent on their sense of hearing or anything, right? No, absolutely it's not. It's just that they're stealthy. It's that they're stealthy and maybe not so obvious because, <laughs> because if, you know, honestly, you're thinking who in their right mind would send a cat as a bug? This can't be. Well, who in their right mind would like let a feral cat into their house <laughs> while they're having a private meeting? Or well, just outside. Uh, well, that's a good point, Data. And, and I should be clear. These weren't like they weren't going to send them into the embassy. The idea was that they could stake out public locations okay. where uh, these assumed spies might be sitting mm-hmm. and they would send the cat over to basically harvest some data so they don't need to know ahead of time where they're going to be meeting again i can't believe i'm saying it it, it advanced far enough to actual actual field tests like okay. they were confident enough with the lab test they could get the cat to go and sit they had the batteries the transmitter everything it was wired up kitties ready to go they're like all right so we're going to a park public yeah. park in Washington, D.C. Oh, no. So they've got the band, they got everything wired up, and so their plan is they're going to send the cat over to a bench where okay. two sort of marks are sitting and just see how it goes. So they pull up, they're all stealthy, CIA, they open the door, the cat hops out, starts ahead across the street, hit by a taxi. Oh, no. oh my god! Immediately killed. Oh, poor cat. Poor kitty. Yeah. And and I say, I, I, I warned you there was not a happy ending to the story. Why did they put it in the so street? They tra- Why would they, they treat it to do everything except for to watch Avoiding out Avoiding for- cars. Yeah. Right, right. So, yeah. So this is bad, right? Because first of all, this is your, you know, your plan is not unfolding the way you need it. But now you've also got all this technology. So they had to wait until it was, they could sort of uh, discreetly. Yeah. Uh, to the, go retrieve oh poor dead kitty uh, with all the equipment inside because, yeah, you don't want, you know, the, the Russians finding this gear out in the street. Yeah, yeah. on roadkill. Yeah. So now I, I should say that at least one former official disputes this part of the project. He says, uh, according to him, uh, Project Acoustic Kitty, no, he's like, uh, it just they just discontinued the program. It, it wasn't very feasible. We took the equipment out, sewed the cat back up, and everyone lived happily ever after. Now, yeah, knowing knowing the CIA, I kind of doubt that yeah. uh, personally. Um, so we have so uh, hilariously to me, some redacted CIA documents that were released confirm that this actually happened. This was an actual government plan. This this I'm I'm reading from a uh, a PDF here of these CIA redacted documents. Um, this is views on trained cats. Our final examination of trained cats convinced us that the program would not lend itself in a practical sense to our highly specialized <laughs> needs. First, yeah. On the first day. On the first million. Not a lot of cat family. owners. Uh, yes. And they talk about how, you know, yeah. the, the training was actually pretty good. And then it says, you know, this is in itself a remarkable scientific achievement, <laughs> knowing that cats can indeed be trained to move short distances and approach targets. Oh wow. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Uh, yes. The, the program was uh, dismantled not long after the failed field test. <sighs> I was hoping we would have something on this episode about, like, you know, crazy spy equipment. Yeah. Yep. Um, yep. That's some crazy spy equipment. Yeah, I got what I wished for, apparently. Hey. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> your, your parents' tax dollars at work. Oh, my God. Uh. <laughs> Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. All right, my last segment. I have a music quiz. Oh. Okay. We had Colin's James Bond quiz and yeah. one of the one of the more iconic and memorable 
things about James Bond movies is the theme oh, song. Oh, yes, of course. Almost every, almost every single James Bond movie has a theme song that's usually sung by a famous person at that time. Um, they all have a spy feeling. And there's been, like you said, 20-some James Bond movies. And um, so we know a couple of our recent hits. Like Sam Smith just won the Oscar for his James Bond song. Yeah, and Adele also won an Oscar for her uh, James Bond song, Mm. Skyfall. And then the Sam Smith one was Mm -hmm. uh, for Spectre. Right. Not all of the James Bond themes are hits. Not all of them can be live or let die. Yeah. Um, of course, uh, many people know that Shirley Bassey is kind of the, 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 the classic James Bond theme song singer. She's right. done three. Goldfinger. 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 Which is probably, yeah, probably the most, uh, the most James Bondy like classic. It's just uh, from James- that era. Yeah. 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 Um, so here I have a music quiz. I have picked a couple of these James Bond theme song singles. All of them are by famous artists. Okay. Okay. So these five songs are sung by famous performers. Okay. I need you guys to write down, number one, uh, who the artist is. And they're all famous. Okay. They're okay. all famous. I need you guys to write down what movie oh, was it for. Oh, okay. okay. Jeez. And I purposely... Edited the song so that it doesn't say it. The, you know, uh, it doesn't say the title. Yeah, okay, okay. it's not like Adele sings "Skyfall." And you're like, oh, yeah. what movie is that from? Here we go. Number one. And love is a stranger who beckon you on. Don't think of the danger or the strange. Is a famous performer. Yeah. Okay. And maybe it gave you a hint of what era, uh-huh. based on the quality of the recording. <laughs> Fun fact: This is the first time an American performed the theme song. Huh. Huh. I'm gonna be so bad at this quiz. I think. All right. All right. Answers up, Colin. I've got Nancy Sinatra uh, from Russia with Love. I put Dusty Springfield, Die Another Day. I put Pat Benatar. Yeah. uh, But then then Die Another Day. Isn't Die Another Day day a later one? I don't know. She said the word day. That That is Die Another Day is a Pierce Brosnan one. That is a later one, yeah. Whose song, Die Another Day, is Madonna. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, which is not, not on that. this quiz. Yeah. My very, very first thought was Madonna, but then the era didn't sound right. Okay. So what is it? It is Nancy Sinatra. Ah. And You Only Live Twice. Okay. Ah. okay. Okay. She is the first American singer huh. of, of the, the James Bond. Oh, that, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. Shirley, Shirley Bassey is Welsh. Um, and other, yeah. the other f- singers before her were also UK. Another fun fact about You Only Live Twice. Rule Doll, rolled not Rule yeah. Doll, Rule Doll, rule. Rule. wrote the screenplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. He and he and Ian Fleming actually were Buzz. kind of cut from the same cloth. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. All right, next James Bond theme. Dunna, dunna. Very 80s. It, it's if you were to guess 
a band who is so 80s who has another song which is the eight which is the 80s anthem oh what band would you put oh, down geez. oh geez oh see interesting i think i might no, be right for the me. wrong reason maybe okay. well we'll find out well, not or i'm you. wrong for the uh, also don't forget uh the movie uh yeah, as well yeah. um, 80s james bond film and who knows and you All know right. 80s james bond is is a little hard to is a <laughs> right, little right, bit right. of a a black hole of knowledge. I don't know. Yeah. Like this song doesn't even sound James Bondy at no. all. No. Yeah. This is this is like, hey, who's big in the eighties? Let's get them. Answers up. Uh, Colin. Uh Duran Duran for View to a Kill. So you said eighties and I was like, Flock of Seagulls, kill oh. another seagull. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your movie title kill another I have no movie title, but I, I just put men at work. <laughs> it is Aha! No. Oh, yes! Yeah. Wow. Turns yeah. out they had another song other than <laughs> Take yeah. On Me. Yeah, no. And, what and, movie was that? And this that was, was for uh, um, The Living Daylight. Yes, yes. Wow. That, which is the name of the song as well. <laughs> wow. I did not um, know right. That was a movie. right. Yeah, me neither. Until I did the research. I was Never like, heard that oh. Before. And Colin. Duran Duran did do a James Bond theme. Yeah. And it was, it's a view to a kill. I think it was a view to a kill. Um, Also, extremely 80s sounding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Next one, performer and also the James Bond movie. Here we go. This is probably my favorite James Bond theme. Okay. I'm just writing down random things now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Answers up. Call Uh, it. I've got Radiohead and Quantum of Solace. Uh, Okay. Dana. Soundgarden. And then I don't, I couldn't guess. Chris. I put Huey Lewis and the News (laughs) and a license to kill. (laughs) I mean, Maybe you'll hit the combination. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. It is. Well, Dana's the closest. Oh, it yeah? is Chris Cornell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Lead singer of Soundgarden. Oh. Uh, but this is just him from Casino Royale. Oh, okay. Oh. I knew it was, yes. I knew it was one of the, the, the first the modern ones. Craig ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yes. That makes sense, actually. If yeah. We, if I thought about it, it would have been like, oh, it has to be. It had a great a intro sequence. Thing. It had like the, yeah. the cards and then the poker. Very cool. All right. Kind of driving. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Next James Bond theme. He knows the meaning of success. His needs are more, so he gives less. All right. Answers up. Colin, you said. Uh, speaking of Welsh uh, entertainers, I put Tom Jones and Thunderball. Dana? I put Tom Jones and then I Faster Pussycat. Is that a thing? <laughs> <laughs> it is a thing, but it's not a James Bond okay. thing. Chris? I put Isaac Hayes and Octopussy. <laughs> you're just like your your punch ball. You're just drawing random yeah. things, yeah. whatever. Throwing it against the wall. It Can is Tom Jones. Uh, yeah, Thunderball. Oh, okay. Thunderball. Nice. Good job. Whew. Good job. I'll take it. That's is that a future sport? What is that? It's like, yeah, pyra- what is it's like pyramid. <laughs> I put pussycat because Tom Jones has because Tom Jones yeah, yeah. pussycat. Okay. Uh, okay. Also octopussy. Yeah. Pussy cat. <laughs> right, right, right. Just is so gross. That's why I'm I don't gross. watch it. <laughs> Last James Bond theme. Here we go. Artist. There's two names for the artist and also the movie. Here we go. Another gun thrown down and surrender took away me.
two singers. Huh? This is a weird one because I had no idea this song came out. I had no idea. These are like, two singers. You two think? singers. A random All right. pairing. Okay. Chris, I, answers up. I put right. uh, Avril Lavigne and Meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> from uh, Quantum of Solace. You got the movie right. Oh, it's yeah? Quantum of Solace. Hey, it is not on the board. It's not April Lavigne. One out of ten points. That's really good. That's good. Yeah. I'm impressed. All right, Dana, what'd you put? I was like, Beyonce did a song. Was this the Beyonce song? Maybe I'm misremembering this. And Lenny Kravitz. I would. Lenny oh, Kravitz. Oh. Those are two smart yeah. guesses from the, yeah. yeah. No. 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 <laughs> uh, at first I had Pink and Shakira, mm-hmm. but then I, I'm committing myself to Pink and Christina Aguilera, uh, from Quantum of Solace. It is Quantum of Solace. Yeah. It is Alicia Keys. Uh, I was gonna put that as a joke and then I went with Avril Lavigne. Okay. Anyway. Okay. And Jack White. Oh. That beat makes sense. Yes. That yeah. That beat makes sense. That's funny. a very Jack White. I had but no I had, idea was, they paired to together um, for, uh, to, because, to, you know, usually the, the, the James Bond theme songs, they at least will like the video or, or the, yeah. they'll, they'll drum up some. Right, hype. right. I mean, the Pierce Brosnan one, all of them were like big hits. Yeah. But this one just it missed my radar somehow. It's like huh. Jack White and Alicia Keys. When when no one knew that this happened. So, <laughs> that is a good. But that's I had to good. get Quantum of Solace because by process of elimination, you know, we know it's not Skyfall, it's not Spectre, and it's not the new Casino Royale. Right, yeah. right. Good yeah. job. If so I had twenty Quantum minutes to think about it, I would have come to the same conclusion. To really think about it. That was good. That was good. Good that job, was... you guys. So yeah, these are not the two famous ones, but yeah. these are also not the. These right. are the ones like where the artist, like at the end of the year, they get the royalty check, and they're like, "Oh yeah, I did that." <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah, Chris Cornell. Chris Cornell going out to the that mailbox. A... What? What is it? Oh, it was yes. for that Bond thing, yes. right? Yes. Right. That was a fun afternoon. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> James Bond. I'm surprised no uh, Carly Simon. I mean, maybe you consider that to be too famous. Yeah. Gotcha. The spy who loved, the spy who loved, yeah, which is in the lyrics of the song, and you know, but though that was a good example of one where I feel like that crossed over into just a full-on legitimate early hit. It absolutely was, yeah, yeah, and it's on all her greatest hits, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. Did Beyonce? Not a lot of people. It was that for Austin Powers. Yeah, Beyonce did do for Austin Powers, Uh, right? And Pink Panther. Okay, but not not for Bond, James Bond. Yeah, yet. Yeah, oh, I mean, it's yeah. probably gonna happen. I don't know anything. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. yeah, probably. And that's our show. Thank you guys for joining me, and thank you guys, listeners, for listening. And hope you learned a lot of stuff about espionage, about training cats, about Bond, James Bond, and more. And you can find our show on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, Spotify, and on our website, GoodJobBrain.com. And thanks to our sponsor, Squarespace. And we'll see you guys next week. Bye. Spy. <laughs> Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.